WWE Setting the Stage is a podcast for WWE fans where I recap events, break down storylines and angles, and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed. Whether you're just getting into wrestling or a WWE fanatic like me, this show is for you. I will see you ringside. Well, Illuminati, doesn't seem like I did all that very well with my crown jewel predictions, did I? <laughs> I think I went four and six. Uh, nevertheless, I thought it was a pretty decent show from start to finish. Honestly, I can't name a match that I didn't like as far as quality is concerned. Now, did I like all of the results? Obviously, no. But I, enjo- I, did all, I did enjoy all the matches themselves. Again, it's just my opinion, though. But I thought it was a great show. I even saw some comments on social media that so far it could be WWE's best pay-per-view of 2021 so far. I'm actually inclined to agree, honestly. So... We'll see how that, we'll see, because uh, I think really, to be honest with you, all we have is what, one pay-per-view technically left for WWE uh, to end the year? I think Survivor Series is it, because I heard it, they've announced that they're not going to do a December pay-per-view this year, so the next pay-per-view after Survivor Series will be the brand new day one pay-per-view, which will happen on New Year's Day. So Survivor Series is all that's got to do it to, you know, to outdo Crown Jewel, and honestly, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Okay, so we're about a day removed from Crown Jewel and only a few hours from the start of SmackDown this evening. So I want to get my thoughts on Crown Jewel out there before we see the aftermath of SmackDown and Raw. So let's get right into it, okay? All right, so honestly, like I said, when I did my preview, I was honestly able to get the preview out after they announced the pre-show match, was the which was the Usos and the Hurt Business. So we'll go ahead and start there. I am going to go in order of start to finish uh, based on what happened on the pay-per-view. So I'm not going to go in any random order. I'm going to go right down the show. So here we go. Let's start with the pre-show. Let's start with the Usos and the Hurt Business. Now, of course, this was won by the Usos. Um, but honestly, I think this match was just put into, put into place so the Usos would have something to do other than be involved in the main event and honestly I think that's why they were put in the pre-show so they could be involved in the main event uh, later on that night so they did get the victory and the hurt business Uh, you know Shelton Benjamin and and uh, Cedric Alexander haven't been all that hot since they uh, since they got uh, back onto uh, onto Raw together Uh, I think they did get a victory over um, I can't remember who it was they beat Last week, oh, it was Mansoor and uh, Mustafa Ali. But other than that, I don't know that they've been all that great since they've gotten back. So we'll see what happens after, uh, after in the aftermath of Crown Jewel. But anyway, the Usos got the win, and I did pick the Usos. Uh, so, uh, so I got one to know there. All right. So, uh, first match of the regular show, obviously, second match on the docket was the Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Seth Rollins. Now, before I get into that, uh, when I was watching the pre-show, did anybody notice that some of the announcers or some of the analysts that were doing the pre-show and all throughout the show, Crown Jewel, uh, all in t- through the entire show, to be honest, some of the announcers were having trouble remembering which superstars were going to which brands after the draft. Did anybody else catch that? It was kind of funny. And some of the other announcers had to correct them and, and they did it subtly. If you, if you were paying attention. Um, but one in particular that I can think of is 
uh, and I'm going to touch about this too, is, is between Edge and Seth Rollins. So this was supposedly supposed to be the trilogy, so the, the last match between these two. And Edge ended up getting the victory. I, I honestly enjoyed this match. I thought it was a great match between the two. That was a lot of good and um, <clears throat> exciting. Um, excuse me, exciting uh, bumps and and you know things throughout the match and everything. But it was ended up being a, being a pretty good match, and I thought it was kind of uh, ironic that uh, Edge won with Seth Rollins's uh, move and ended up winning the match. Now, what I thought was kind of funny though. Was everybody was saying, you know, this is going to be put behind them and, you know, this this rivalry is going to end tonight and everything like that. But it, it seemed like even in the pre-show that it seemed like these uh, everybody thought that these two superstars were going to separate brands. And this is what's never made sense to me since the brand extension on both occasions, quite honestly. But I'll just talk about this occasion because this is more, uh, you know, fresh in my mind is that. I think it's kind of weird when they're having a rivalry this intense between two superstars and it's going to be like, and it's going to seem like this. It's going to seem like these guys ended their rivalry at Crown Jewel and then on Raw they're going to step into the same brand and they're going to be on the same brand and everything. So what makes you think that this rivalry is going to end now that these two are going to the same brand? Wouldn't it have made more sense to leave one of them on SmackDown and bring one of them to Raw? I It just didn't make sense to me. So, And like I said, in the pre-show... You know, people kept saying that Edge was going to Raw and put put Seth Rollins behind him. Well, you know what? Seth Rollins is going to Raw too. So, I I, I just didn't understand that part of it. You know that they they're ending the rivalry, but then these two are going to the same brand uh, when it's all said and done due to the draft results. So, anyway, but Edge gets the victory. So I actually picked Seth Rollins. So that was my first loss of the night. Um. Next up was Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, and this is honestly where I thought this match would end up if it wasn't on the pre-show. It was going to be the second match, and the reason I say that is because if you remember, uh, if you've you've watched the Broken Skull sessions with Stone Cold and you saw the Chris Jericho interview, remember Chris Jericho was saying the reason, one of the reasons he went to AEW was because he was starting to become a quote-unquote second match guy, and this is kind of what he was talking about. You know, uh, no disrespect to Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, but this, when you really go down the thing, the list of matches, this probably was the least, I don't want to say least important, because that doesn't, that kind of puts a little bit of uh, disrespect on it. But I'll say it was the one that didn't have the, I guess, the strongest storyline, I guess is what I'm trying to say, or, or the most impactful storyline. Um, so it got moved to the second match. And I thought about that now. Now, ever since Chris Jericho said it, and this is where I thought this match would end up if it wasn't on the pre-show. So, uh, Mansoor ended up getting the victory, so I guess he, I guess it's a thing that now he's going to stay undefeated in Saudi Arabia when he goes and fights there. So, uh, I picked Mustafa Ali because I thought maybe he would beat him. Uh, but more importantly, and I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but they had the Olympian that won from that got the silver from the Olympics this in, in the, what the jiu-jitsu or the karate or something. And he came down and, and apparently that was, that was a big deal. Uh, I don't really know who he is. Honestly, I'm not going to try to sit here and fool you and think that I know who he is, but evidently he got a big reaction, which was kind of cool. Like I said, I think the crowd was really into this, into this whole pay-per-view event while I'm talking about it. And uh, when he showed up, uh, lots of cheers and everything and and basically they had him um 
they basically had him knock out uh, Mustafa Ali with a kick, and then him and Mansoor actually celebrated after that. So, uh, so yeah, it was pretty good, pretty good feel good moment. So, um, but Mansoor get the win, so that made me one and two. All right, so the next match was RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, like I told you, I thought from the start, just based on things that were happening on Raw, uh, I thought RK Bro was still going to retain, and that's exactly what happened. Um, I find it kind of funny that it seems like RK Bro knows the formula to get Omos out of the equation uh, to focus on AJ Styles, and I think somehow in the future that's going to be a, become an issue between AJ Styles and Omos. Omos is eventually going to see AJ as the weakest link. I don't know when, but uh, I, I, that's the way I see this going, that one day Omos is probably going to turn on AJ Styles. And if they're trying to really push Omos into a big powerhouse, um, he's going to turn on his, you know, on his mentor eventually and realize that, hey, you know, I'm the strongest of these two and, you know, of this team, and I'm going to try and go, you know, take my, you know, take my fruits of my labor you know, further and be a single star. And that's probably how it's going to happen. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but like I said, RK Bro uh, retains the championships. And we'll see who their next challenges are. Because I don't, I don't know that it can be AJ Styles and Omos anymore. You know what I mean? Because they've been, they've been their challenges for a little while now. So, um, but anyways, like, like I said, they end up retaining. So I went two and two there. I evened up uh, at 500 on for that one. All right. So the next one was the Queen's Crown Tournament Final. Um, now I told you, I thought Dewdrop was going to win. Um, but I honestly could have seen Zelina Vega winning, but I'm going to stick with my pick. I, I picked Dewdrop. I thought she was going to win, but Zelina Vega ended up getting the, uh, getting the victory. Um, it was a little disappointing that still, even at the crown jewel pay-per-view, the queen's crown tournament final was still pretty much as short as the rest of the matches. So it was kind of, it was kind of bad that, uh, that this whole tournament, uh, in fact, I got to go back and look at the time time that was given to this match. Um, but I think the whole entire tournament, if I'm not mistaken, was probably a grand total of 20 minutes long total. 20 minutes for the entire tournament. Uh, maybe a little, maybe give or take a couple minutes, but I think maybe it was 20 minutes for the entire tournament. Uh, but like I said, I'll have to double check that. I know it wasn't any more than 25 so I, but I'm thinking it was around 20. But anyway, Zelina Vega gets the uh, victory. And to be honest with you, after I thought about it, I'm thinking, yeah, Zelina Vega is going to probably be the better choice because now she can be the heel queen, and it's probably better to start this tournament off with a heel queen, and you know, give her a lot of exposure. And who knows what Dewdrop will do from now on? We'll see. Uh, I don't know what she's going to do from here on out. Um, the other thing I started thinking about too is. You know, in the in the finals, you know, for the Queen's Crown, you had Zelina Vega, which was uh, w- who was going to Raw, and you had Dewdrop, who was staying on Raw, actually too. And then for the King of the Ring final, you had Xavier Woods um, going to SmackDown and Finn Balor going to Raw. Now, I'm sure, although I can't prove it directly, but I'm sure that the networks USA and Fox said, "Hey." One of the one of the uh, one of them, either the king or the queen, has either got to be on Raw or SmackDown, and one show can't have both. So I got to thinking about that as I was watching these matches, and I realized that, um, you know, and I st- and my pick still kind of, uh, kind of actually supported that because you know if Dewdrop was going to Raw, she could have been the 
Queen and Xavier Woods being the SmackDown, uh, SmackDown King, he could have been going to SmackDown. And like I said, you'd have one on either one. So if somebody picked like Finn Balor and either one of the two women, it wouldn't have made sense because both of them would have been on Raw. So it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have uh, I don't think it would have flown, to be quite honest. So anyway, like I said, I picked Dewdrop, but Zelina Vega won. And I'm anxious to see what she's going to do as queen. We'll see what happens there. Uh, so that put me at two and three. All right, so next match was the Goldberg-Bobby Lashley matchup. So <clears throat> this actually was a pretty good matchup. I know sometimes usually, lately in fact, Goldberg has gotten the reputation in the last few years for being a hard worker in the ring. Like a, I guess what they call him is a stiff worker, you know, where people seem to get hurt and everything when he's in the ring. But I'll be honest with you, I didn't see a lot of botches in this match. I, I thought this match was actually pretty clean. It was pretty crisp. Um, he hit his moves pretty cleanly. Um, like I said, I, I think it was. I think both of the superstars protected each other. I think it was a pretty good match. Uh, I thought the ending was kind of was kind of good too, where uh, you know uh, Goldberg speared um, uh, uh, Bobby Lashley off the off the stage there and got the pin because of course it got changed to falls count anywhere. Not only not only was a no holds barred no holds barred, but it got changed to falls count anywhere too. Which I think added a little bit of a level level of excitement, um, but evidently they wanted to have the happy ending, um, and you know have Goldberg get revenge for his son, and it looks like that's the way it's going to end. And I think probably Goldberg is going to head back into retirement because I don't think he was drafted by either show if I if I remember correctly. And a lot of people are wondering, you know, where does Bobby Lashley go from here? Well, to be honest with you, if WWE plays this right. Um, based on the night that the Hurt Business had, you know, Hurt Business losing the pre-match, uh, pre-show match, and then Bobby Lashley winning, uh, losing this match, Hurt Business could become very vicious and go to another level. I mean, they could be a pretty angry group after this. And who knows when MVP is going to come back. But they could end up being a pretty powerful group uh, going removed from Crown Jewels. So we'll see what, what direction they take the Hurt Business in. But they have a chance to make them a pretty vicious group if they want to. And who knows, maybe Bobby Lashley will go back to the title picture. He might challenge Big E now uh, for a little while, so I, hopefully that doesn't spoil what I'm going to talk about later. But, um, but yeah, hopefully he'll challenge for the WWE title some more, and we'll see. So, anyway, but I picked Bobby Lashley, so I didn't think Goldberg was going to win that match, but he did, so that put me at uh, two and four. All right, so uh, next up was, of course, the King of the Ring uh, between – Xavier Woods and Finn Balor, and based on the winner of the Queen's Crown, if if my theory was correct, there was only one way this match could go, and Xavier Woods winning the King of the Ring was pretty much the only way it could go, and I and I was actually glad that he got King of the Ring because I'm anxious to see what he's going to do with uh with the crown and and how he's going to be a king, um, and honestly, to be quite honest, I like like I said, I like Finn Balor, but I don't know that he would have made a great king like. I don't consider I, I consider him a heck of a performer in the ring. <clears throat> excuse me, heck of, a, heck of a performer in the ring. But <clears throat> excuse me, got a frog in my throat again. Um, but I don't know that he has the personality to be quite honestly to be the king. Um, so I don't know that he would have had a, quite a strong personality uh, to be in that role. Uh, like I said, a heck of a performer, great wrestler. Um, very, uh, very decorated wrestler. But like I said, I don't know that he's got the character or the, or the personality being that kind of role. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad Xavier Woods got it. So I picked Xavier Woods to win. So that put me back up to three and four. 
Uh, and to be honest with you, going here on out, that would be the last time. That would be as close as I would get to 500. Um, so next up was Big E and, and, uh, and uh, Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. And like I said, I know I put out there that I thought maybe Drew McIntyre might win the title and take it to SmackDown. I, I thought it was an honest – honestly, I thought it was a possibility. Like I told you, I didn't think I was going to put money on it, but like I said, I'll stick with it and say that that was my prediction, and I was wrong. It didn't happen. But I'll be honest with you, that match was very good. I, I, I People can't tell me for a split second, even especially if you listen to my preview and all that I've been talking the last couple weeks about this – you can't honestly think that you didn't think during that match that it could have possibly happened because that match was a great back-and-forth match. I honestly thought that either either guy could have won. Um, but like I said, Big E ends up getting the victory, so he's going to stay on Raw with the WWE Championship. So Drew McIntyre will head to SmackDown, and obviously I'm sure he'll get involved in the universal title picture at some point down the road. All right, so... So that, of course, put me at three and five. All right, so next up was Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks versus uh, Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, This was actually a very, very good match. I actually thought that, uh, and I'm sure there was people out there, and even me, I was going back and forth. Now, I I officially picked Becky Lynch to retain, but only after I saw Charlotte retain her title on Raw. That was the only reason, and the reason I thought that was because when Becky retains and Charlotte retained on Raw, that they're probably just going to do a title swap uh, like they did with the tag team titles last uh, last year during the draft uh, between the New Day and the Street Profits. Um, but I'll be honest with you, this match was really good. I thought I thought this match was excellent. Now, of course, the ending was a little controversial, uh, which le- leads me to another belief that could happen too. Um, so you have, uh, you know, Becky Lynch retain her championship. Uh, and if they don't do the twi- title swap tonight, they could have, um, they could give Bianca Belair or Sasha Banks a rematch, but I don't know. I don't know that. I think they're just going to do the title swap now that I think about it. Cause I, I was thinking about it. Well, what if they give, you know, Sasha and Bianca a rematch based on what happened and everything. But I think they're just going to do the title swap and they're going to be done with it. So, uh, so Becky Lynch ended up winning this match with a, you know, kind of a controversial finish. She grabbed the ropes as she was pinning uh, Sasha Banks. and But Bianca Belair, I tell you what, they were they were definitely showcasing her strength in this match. And she's going to be a pretty awesome uh, addition to Raw as well. So And she can continue her story with Becky since Becky's going to Raw too. So uh, like I said, I still believe it's going to be a title swap. So anyway, I did pick Becky. So uh so actually, I, I was mistaken what I said. Uh, I did actually get to four and five, um, uh, picking Becky. Uh, so, and then the last match, of course, was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. And I honestly thought Brock Lesnar could possibly beat uh, Roman Reigns because he's really, other than a couple of superstars maybe I can think of, maybe Drew McIntyre being the other one, um, I'm thinking... Brock Lesnar is one of the few superstars that can take down the tribal chief, the head of the table. So I thought maybe this – and honestly, during this match, I honestly thought it could happen at times. Um, this was a pretty good match. Then you had the little controversial thing with Paul Heyman where Paul Heyman had the title in his hand and he both the superstars were down, the referee was knocked out, 
and he wasn't sure who to throw the title at. So he threw the title in the middle of him. So you know that that's going to be addressed tonight on SmackDown uh, as to where Paul Heyman's allegiance uh uh, stands and I think it's kind of actually I, I was a little upset about it at first but I'm actually kind of gr- glad they left us hanging at Crown Jewel um, as to still where Paul Heyman's allegiance is because I don't even think Paul Heyman knows at this point uh, but it, it, it is clear now he doesn't know which superstar he wants to align himself now that Brock Lesnar's back in the picture it, it's definitely that he's definitely conflicted in some way so um uh, but I'll be honest, it took the Usos to get involved. The Usos, cause as I predicted, they were going to get involved in the match. And uh, Roman Reigns ended up getting the win. And like I said, the Universal title is going to stay on uh, SmackDown for now. Um, <clears throat> the result of this match also told me that, uh, you know, there's going to be more matches between uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns as well. Um in fact, I think there's been a something that Brock Lesnar has recently put out since after the pay-per-view is saying that he's ready to beat the you-know-what out of <laughs> out of Roman Reigns tonight on SmackDown. So we'll see how that goes as well. So, um, so like I said, there's probably going to be a few more matches between uh, these two before it's all said and done. And who knows, will Brock become victorious at one of those matchups? We'll, we'll see. Um but we'll see what's going to go on. Uh, but yeah, that's the way it is. So I actually finished four and six with Roman Wayne's winning. So that was my four and six record there. So, um, so again, I thought it was a decent show. I, I enjoyed it start to finish. Whether I liked the results or not is, I don't know. It's kind of irrelevant to be quite honest. Um, cause we all have our different opinions of how these matches could have ended. But I think, you know, I'm safe to, I think it's safe to say most of us, if we're fans, we probably enjoyed this pay-per-view. I mean, this pay-per-view was pretty exciting from start to finish. I mean, it pretty much, I like, I like matches where I'm really not sure who's going to be the winner. And I almost felt that that way in every single match uh, that was on the, uh, on the card. So I think the pre-match was probably the only match that I thought that, you know, there were, you know, there was no way the Usos were going to lose to the Hurt Business. I just didn't think that was uh, that that made any sense. But all the rest of the matches, definitely, uh, I definitely was on edge of my seat. I didn't know who was going to win. So, uh, but unfortunately, like I said, my predictions did not uh, do me well. I guess maybe because I was thinking more with my heart than my head. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, like I said, overall a decent show. So, you know, let me know what you guys thought. Did you guys enjoy uh, Crown Jewel? Did you like the results of the matches? Uh, do you think the right person was king, crowned king? Do you think the right person was crowned queen? Um, you know, what, do you, what are you looking forward to to Survivor Series? Uh, all kinds of questions. Uh, but like I said, uh, and also do you think Crown Jewel so far has been the best pay-per-view that WWE has put on uh, since the start of 2021? So anyway, lots of questions there. But uh, like I said, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys did too. So uh, so when I come back, uh, I'll be reviewing the Fallout SmackDown and the Fallout Raw and obviously Halloween Havoc for NXT is coming up next week too. So we've still got a lot to talk about uh, in the next week or so. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.